The biggest problems facing national franchise businesses like Spur Corporation, which not only runs that chain, but also Rockamamas and John Dory and Panerotti's, is that they're not just in metropolitan areas, which are generally better run than small towns. There's some fantastically run small towns where citizens have decided to take over. But they've got a big footprint in dysfunctional municipalities where services have collapsed. And Val Nikas is the chief executive at Spur Corporation. And I see a third of your outlets, Val, one third of all of the Spur Corporation outlets in the country are having to make alternative plans, not to get electricity, but to get just water. How are they doing it? Are they having to drill boreholes? Are they bringing in buckets? How is it working? Um, hi, Bruce. Um, yes, um, no, no, they're not uh, drilling boreholes. Um, but what they are doing is putting up uh, Jojo tanks. Um, and obviously, it's limited to certain restaurants because not everyone has got the space or capacity yeah. to house those big tanks units. Um, but uh, yes, uh, in some areas, absolutely, franchisees have invested in them. Um, in fact, um, I think the number of stores doubled in the last eight months um, in terms of acquiring additional reserves for water. Um, but it's not easy for everyone because a lot of our restaurants trade in malls, um, trading sort of limited spaces, so it's not going to be as easy as installing the generators or inverters. Um, but let's see. Let's see how the future unfolds when it comes to water reserves. Are the signals encouraging, though? I mean, I, I barely think so. I suppose so much depends on who wins elections and what the sort of intention is and the ability to act on on the failure of municipalities. Yes, yeah, let's see. I think we're all waiting to see how things unfold. Um, but I'm sure at some stage there has to be a correction because um, people are going to struggle if it, if it doesn't get fixed at some stage. Yeah. But I think we all got to try and get involved as much as we can and do our bit. But let's see. Most certainly. I mean, it's, it's a really tough environment. And, uh, you know, there, there's some encouraging signs from a Spur Corporation point of view of a recovery and profitability. And things look considerably healthier than perhaps they did uh, 12 months ago. Is that also a signal that things are improving in terms of your franchisees? Are they also um, achieving the benefits or are they so busy spending money just trying to survive that they're not feeling the, the benefit of what looks like a bit of a recovery? Um, Bruce, look, I think um, in any retail business uh, such as ours, um, you know, there's nothing better than positive sales. Um, but the reality is uh, the sales have been erratic. So, you know, the first half of our reporting uh, period was good. And then we did see a bit of a drop off in foot count over October, November. But yes, our franchisees are pleased, especially because we had a, a very good season. Um, it came late in the in the month. Um, you know, the beginning of the month, we thought, oh, are we going to get through December? But pleasingly, um, customers did flow into the restaurants. And yes, when when we get a performance like that, franchisees are definitely happy. Um, but that's needed for them because they've had to incur a lot of additional costs over the last 18 months to two years um, for things like alternative power, energy costs, uh, increased uh, transport costs, etc. So, um, so yes, a very welcome by our franchisees. But obviously, it's not every single restaurant that's performing well. Overall, the group has done well, and we've had some record-breaking uh, sites. And then there are still a handful of 
restaurants where we're having to support and advise and offer additional marketing support or concessions on some ca- in some cases. Um, yes, but a happy franchisee is a happy franchisor. Absolutely. Are you seeing the diversification of the portfolio, the increased diversification of the portfolio? For a long time, Spur was Spur, and then there was a bit of Panorotti's, there was a bit of John Dory, there was a um, a, a little bit of, uh, I forget what the other one is, uh, but um, subsequently Rock then Rockamama's has come into the fold more recently, and then, of course, you finalized last year the deal, the Doppio Group, Doppio Zero, Pizza Vino, Modern Tailors, which I think may have two outlets by now, but it was yes. got, what got huge potential as well. Well, is diversification paying? Is is it is it working for the group? Um, yes. Look, I think we've got a good balance. We've got a ten brands now, and I think other than the three uh, pizza brands, which is Panerotti's. Pizza Vino and Casabella, they all play in a different category. Um, obviously, Spur being the foundation brand and the mother brand that contributes. 70% of the turnover and profit. Um, so that still remains our mothership. Um, but uh, yes, we've got a nice balance in, in various categories. So, you know, seafood, you know, we've got the fast casual in Rockamamas and the burger category, uh, Doppia Zero, but more of the breakfast. So a nice mix for now. And I think it's now time to consolidate and leverage um, the return on all the brands and ensure that they're all healthy and moving forward. Um, so I think Spurs, a good solid brand and has shown a good steady performance. Panerotti's is doing exceptionally well at the moment. Uh, Mamas obviously went through difficulty after COVID with a high incidence of takeaways uh, for that group and still in some sites still challenged with the reliance of the third-party aggregators. Um, John Dory's has opened a lot of stores over the last period, so we're hoping in the second half we're going to see nice traction from that brand. And then obviously with our newly acquired portfolio of the Doppia collection, also great brands. I mean, the Doppia Zero brands got a lot of brand equity in the markets where it operates. So a nice mix for now, yeah. Uh, but certainly food inflation must be wreaking havoc. I mean, just uh, every single, you just go to the supermarket, you feel it everywhere. There's no sort of sense of a let up. Are you feeling whether or not there, there is a decline in food inflation? Because in the olden days, of course, of Spurn, you'll remember this well, you know, you've got a wooden menu and the wooden menu felt like it was in place for at least a year. And the wooden, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's a good point. You know, Maybe that's not a change to paper. <laughs> no, exactly. But I mean, you almost need like one of those old fashioned etcher sketches so you can change the prices on a daily basis nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, that's incredible. Actually, talking about that, and I'll come back to the food inflation, is um, in the in the African market in certain countries, uh, we reprint the menus because of the regular currency fluctuation. So you can't do it always. If they know it's going to be more long-term, they, they have to change the prices. Otherwise, you're not going to make any money. But, um, yes, on, on the food inflation, um, yes, it has come down marginally. You know, in July last year, we were at 10% to sort of moved to 8.8. I think the average for the last six months is about 8.8. And, but January, it showed a bit of an improvement. I think, um, stats say reported it at 7%. But obviously, you can't transfer that kind of inflation yeah. to your menu. Um, so menu inflation or menu increases were much lower than that. Uh, but yes, and it's in interesting categories. So, you know, when you look at milk, eggs and cheese, that average is up 13%. If you look at vegetables, 
uh, which I always find interesting, but it could be because of the rainfall, at 19% food inflation. So um, I think it's been a bit erratic, um, but it has it has come gradually down. Yeah, it has. Yeah, but it's still high. Thanks for the chat. Valnikas, Chief Executive at Spur Corporation.